It is Wednesday, May 22nd, and this is The Rayleigh. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rayleigh. The Rail Riders got their last day off for quite some time yesterday. 20 straight days with the game. It's 23 games over 20 days coming up beginning last night, and Scranton Wilkesbury got off on the wrong foot. And in a big way, they welcomed the Pawtucket Red Sox to town the first time that these two teams squared off this season in game number 40 of the season. So these AAA level AL East rivals, it was Yankees Red Sox on the AAA level. And just like the parent clubs, this one took a while. Three hours, 49 minutes for a nine-inning game, one of the five longest nine-inning games in franchise history. 30 years of Scranton-Wilkes-Barre baseball, this was one of the five longest nine-inning games. Pawtucket, as mentioned, they got out quickly. Six runs in the first inning off of starter Drew Hutchison. That's the most runs allowed by the Rail Riders in any inning this season, and it really set the table for what Pawtucket would do the rest of the night. Rail Riders scored a run in the second inning. It was a Logan Morrison home run, his first with the Rail Riders. And that at least got the Rail Riders going some. Top three, though, Pawtucket responded immediately with a pair of runs. So their largest lead was set at 8-1 in the top of the third inning. But the Rail Riders rallied a bit. In the bottom of the third inning, Scranton Wilkesbury had a runner aboard for Bravik Valera. The 1-2 pitch, swing, and a rocket out to right field. This sends Castillo back. He turns around. It's gone. Home runs piling up for Bravik Valera in his short time with the Rail Riders. And he takes a chunk out of this deficit. Pawtucket's lead is now 8-3. The switch-hitting infielder finished 3-for-3 three three with a pair of walks. He reached all five times that he came to the plate he batted out of the two spot and really set the table for the rest of the lineup. Three homers and just a handful of games for Valera claimed off of waivers from the San Francisco Giants just over a week ago. That made it 8-3 and the Rail Riders got back after it in the bottom of the fourth inning as well. Trailing by five runs, they had the bases loaded and Mike Talkman at the plate. Looking for a big swing here from Talkman. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Shawarin to the plate. It's a swing and a line drive. Slice to left field. Travis heads back onto the warning track. He reaches down. He won't get there. It hits on the track and it bounces into the bullpen. A ground rule double plates a pair. And perhaps by not staying in play, it prevents a third run from coming home as Bravik Valera has got to get back to third base. It's 8-5 Pawtucket in the bottom of the fourth. So that made it a three-run game, but Pawtucket, with a run in the top of the fifth, re-extended their lead. It was 9-5 going into the bottom of the fifth, at which point the Rail Riders got another run back. It was 9-6, and Scranton Wilkesbury trying to rally, trying to draw closer. Well, they did so in the bottom of the seventh inning. Once again, it's Logan Morrison. The pitch, swing and a fly ball, center field. This one loud off the bat of Morrison. Gorkis Hernandez is back. He leaps at the wall, and it's gone. Up to the rock formation beyond center field. It's a two-homer night for Lomo. And this is a two-run game in the bottom of the seventh. So what was once a seven-run deficit, all of a sudden a two-run game in the seventh. The Rail Riders did bring the tying run up in the seventh, in the eighth, but Pawtucket scored twice in the top of the ninth inning. Made it a nice 11-7 cushion. The Rail Riders scored a run in the bottom of the ninth, but ultimately harmless. 
Again, a game that took three hours, 49 minutes to complete an 11-8 Paw Sox victory to begin the series. Jeremy Bleich got the win, former rail rider, picked up the victory for Pawtucket. He's 2-1. and one. Drew Hutchison draws the loss. He's 3-3. Three and three. He allowed eight runs on eight hits over four innings, but due to a couple of errors, only three of the eight runs were actually earned off the righty. Mike Talkman had one of the bigger swings for the offense in yesterday's game, and Mike Talkman also our pregame guest. He's just getting himself acclimated down here in AAA after spending over a month up in the big leagues to begin the year. It's his first season in the Yankees organization, but where we begin with Mike is he had gotten sent down to AAA, and before he ever suited up and put on his uniform, he was sent right back to the big leagues. A bit of a crazy travel story, and we wanted to know all about it. You know, drove down to Indianapolis Tuesday morning and, you know, went in, met Jay, and then he, you know, kind of told me that I'd fly back to New York for the uh, doubleheader and, uh, you know, so kind of just, you know, went with that and, you know, played a couple games up there and, you know, flew back to uh, met up with the team in Toledo and uh, you know, had a doubleheader uh, that day and just a lot of baseball, but uh, it was good. You know, it was, it was kind of crazy, but, you know, it's just kind of a, it's kind of, you know, goes with the territory and try to make the best of it. Changing organizations for the first time this year, going from Colorado to the Yankees. What has that transition been like for you? And, and what did you find was, was kind of the most challenging part? Um, it was great. Um, I mean, transition-wise, you know, it's always uh, weird when you have, you know, when you're kind of in a, you know, I was with the Rockies for a long time and then coming over here. But, um, you know, the transition was made very easy by the guys in the clubhouse uh, in New York. And, uh, you know, the guys here have been great, um, you know, to this point. So, you know, they've made that transition a lot easier for me, um, you know, but just meeting a lot of new people and kind of just getting used to the, uh, you know, the culture of the Yankees organization. But it's been great. Just to let uh, some of the fans get to know you a little bit, obviously from Illinois, went to Bradley University, which I, I'm guessing close to home, but what kind of went into to that, and, and what was it like to, to kind of go to a, I guess, a smaller school in a smaller conference, but still be known as one of the better players and, and obviously end up getting drafted out of there? Um, you know, I, I uh, they were kind of just one of the teams that recruited me um, kind of from day one, so... I really liked um, the uh, the situation there in terms of the uh, facilities that they had, and I thought that it was somewhere that I could, you know, get some playing time and, uh, you know, turn myself into a better baseball player. And, uh, you know, they kind of afforded me that opportunity. Um, and, you know, I had a really positive experience. Uh, it was about like three hours from home. So... You know, it was far enough away, but it wasn't super far away, which really was it didn't didn't um, you know impact my decision that much. Uh, I just wanted to play some more baseball, so um, you know, going there it was obviously a, you know overwhelmingly positive experience. Here on the pregame show with Rail Riders outfielder Mike Tuckman, there's a story that might have seen online about you going up against Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback in high school and leading a comeback. Is that is that a a true thing, and, and how much do you remember about that game? I mean, it's accurate. Um, I mean, I, I, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's kind of sometimes a little silly to talk about because it's like, you know, I don't want to seem sound like I'm like some guy at an Applebee's bragging about like striking out Mike Trout when he was like eight years old. Like, it doesn't really mean that. You know, obviously Jimmy has got a lot, lot better since then and is, 
you know, to be able to play in the NFL. And so that's, you know, but once upon a time, a long, long time ago, yes, I was, we competed against each other. And, you know, that day my team came out on top. Obviously, the long-term goal has got to be getting back to the major leagues again. But you made the opening day roster out of spring training. What was that like? To Was that the first time in your career that, that you would kind of come out of spring training on the big league team? Uh, no, I made the team before uh, with the Rockies in 2018. Um, didn't have a lot of success, though, so I wasn't up there very long. Um, it was I mean, it was, uh, you know, anytime, you know, you get traded for and – you know, I kind of view it as a good thing that somebody, uh, you know, took notice of, you know, what I'd kind of done um, in my career and, and to get that opportunity was amazing. And then, um, you know, just to contribute to a team, you know, like the Yankees, you know, obviously the team's playing really well. And um, to even feel like, you know, I was a small part of that, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. And, um, you know, my time here, I'm just planning on, you know, continuing to try to hone my craft and sharpen my skills so that if the opportunity comes up again, I can contribute again. At this point, is it something where the Yankees are saying to you, like, hey, we want you to go to Scranton and work on this and that in your game, or is it just kind of go keep playing, getting at bats, and then when that opportunity arises, you know, take advantage of it? Yeah, you know, I don't want to speculate. Um, there's obviously, you know, the uh, the Yankees have been, um, you know, had some unfortunate, you know, injury situations this year, which I think, you know, gave a lot of guys an opportunity up there. Um, so, you know, as those guys come back, there's going to have to be guys that uh, go down, um, you know, come here. So that's just, that's just, you know, kind of the nature of the beast. Um, I think the important thing for me is just to um, continue to try to uh, maintain my skills you know, at all three outfield spots and just keep, you know, putting together good at-bats and, you know, kind of just getting those everyday at-bats too. Like uh, you mentioned, stay sharp. So when when and if the opportunity arises, um, as prepared as I can be. A big thanks to Mike Talkman for being our guest on yesterday's pregame show and a big thanks to you for making us part of your day here today. We've got first pitch, game two of a three-game set between Pawtucket and Scranton-Wilkesbury. It's a 6.35 p.m. first pitch, 6.05 pregame coverage with Adam Marco and me. You can catch me on Twitter at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.